Hello everyone, welcome back to another podcast from The Guiding Light. My name is Shane and today I have Phil Cook with me and we are going to take a different angle on traveling and learning others' cultures by okay. talking about his experience with exchange students. Ah, okay. Hello, I'm Phil. So Phil, why don't you first tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, okay, I live in Dallas. Uh, my wife and I have two kids. Now they're adult kids. And how do you and I know each other? Uh, we, Shane and I, have known each other for, oh gosh, 30, 30 years, years 30? 30 years or so. Yeah. yeah, I guess my wife and I used to be, am I correct? Yep. Youth group uh, sponsors. That's what I tell people. From church. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so jives. Good, good so story. So Phil and Chelsea were my youth group sponsors for the church is how I say it. Yeah. Coaches, and I still remember Shane as a high school student. Uh, he discovered, I think it was you, discovered how when we had our first child, how uh, easily a baby can become a chick magnet. Wasn't that your term? That was my term, <laughs> and Andrea, your daughter, loves that story oh so much. <laughs> because, yeah, because whenever Shane would hold a baby as it's probably true today also but teenage girls would flock to him and of course we didn't all know that it's good for a a, a man's uh soul so mm -hmm. anyway and the sad part now for me is apparently i'm old enough that that beautiful little baby is now what 26 years old and so, has been married for a couple years and yeah. and it's just amazing how that time goes by but that's not what this podcast is about. Um, we're talking about exchange students, which you have done quite a few of. Yeah. We, so my wife and I and family have hosted four different exchange students. Do you remember that? So mm -hmm. through the course of the last, I guess, 10 years. So and uh, exchange students, uh, I think all four of them were th through the same exchange organization. We didn't realize there's a bunch of exchange organizations out there, but we just we just stumbled into this. Okay, well let's we'll come back to the organizations. That's very interesting. But first, let's talk about what even got you into or interested in hosting an exchange student. Okay, good good question. Our our first student uh, was made possible through an email from one of the English high school teachers uh, at the middle of the year. Uh, kind of a, a desperate email looking for a host family for the a, a real neat girl who uh, was needing a different house to stay in because where she was originally staying was not working out very well and uh, so we at that time we had both of our kids were high school students and we kind of uh, kind of researched a little bit and I thought and we thought that'd be pretty cool it'd be pretty neat so we ended up applying and uh, getting accepted to be able to host this gal from Germany. And that was our first, she was our first exchange student. And that was through, you know, through, I guess through January through the end of the year, school year. So you pretty much stumbled into it. Yeah. You correct. loved it. And yeah. you ended up hosting three other students since then. Yes. Correct. And what do you love about hosting an exchange student the most? Uh, the things that make it neat to have an exchange student staying with us is 
the opportunity to just learn a lot about a new, uh, I guess, country, heritage, uh, a lot of what comes with an exchange student. Um, a lot of times exchange students don't speak uh, as good an English as obviously as if they lived over here. Now we've been fortunate and, and I think exchange students are probably all across the world and especially in Europe. They're probably speaking better English all the time because of the internet and uh, the resources available and the movies and all that. But it's just, it's neat because we learn a lot about their culture. So where have all four of your exchange students come from? Okay, so our first gal came from Northern Germany. The other one is from Eastern part of Germany, kind of near Leipzig. And then the uh, other, another exchange student was from Western Germany. And then, and all those, these were all three girls. And then a fourth girl we had from Liberia in Africa, Western Africa, which was also very exciting. Okay, so you have pretty much gotten to know Germany and then you got to know Liberia. Yeah. Yep. Through these exchange students. So yeah. let's start with the three German ladies. And what did you learn about Germany through each of them? Uh, we, I was hoping to learn fluent German, which hasn't happened because unfortunately they came over here to learn English. And we learned <laughs> you know, a little bit of German, but not enough where I can speak. I wish I could. Um, basically though, these all, all the German girls and the Liberian girls are very good students. They're very studious. And I think part of an exchange student kind of by nature is you're going to have real good students and people who are anxious to come over here and you know it's not everybody as a 16 or 17 year old boy or girl it's not every kid who who like that who could come over uh, to a different family so it takes a certain kind of person and you, you sort of know that going in that these these kids are pretty unique and that they're pretty self-motivated and uh, kind of have a driving force inside of them to learn. And that's certainly true with all these, all four of these kids that we've had as exchange students. Okay. We're going back to the original question though, is what did you learn about the German culture through your exchange students? And then we'll go to the one from Liberia also. Okay. Okay. German culture, um, some of their foods that they have, schnitzel, uh, it's kind of interesting. They're very uh, proud of the chocolate they produce over there. Uh, which is pretty neat. Uh, a lot of uh, German people, the girls we had were very uh, ambitious in the sense of being, a, you know, riding the bikes a long ways or walking or uh, just energetic folk like that. Uh, one gal we had was actually a, and still flies, uh, gliders. Sail, yeah, gliders or yeah. sailplanes. Franzi, so, yeah, she yeah. was really into the gliders. Yeah, so that was neat. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And the Liberia, what did you learn about through her? Well, we learned a lot from Liberia, about from Janet from Liberia, because I didn't know much about Liberia to begin with. And in a nutshell, I found I learned that Liberia English is the native language, is the language spoken down there because Liberia was founded. Uh, by uh, James Monroe, I think in the 1812, for a country with freed slaves. And that invokes a whole uh, interesting uh, learning experience there. Uh, and then Liberia, unfortunately, has been the, 
uh, you know, over the last 20 years, 30, yeah, 20 or 30 years, has been scenes of uh, a lot of civil war and a lot of uh, brutal uh, activities have gone on there, which of which our our exchange student girl has seen a lot of, and so that you realize that, and, and not only that, but then the e Ebola bro breakout in uh, Liberia was a big deal, huge deal, and to all of us, and especially to Janet. So we've learned a lot through that, just through her. Well, and you might not have known this, but one of my former coworkers back when I had an office job is still a very good friend of mine, but she actually immigrated from Liberia and talked about how the country was set up, as you said, from freed American slaves and they were taken back to Africa and how it was actually a very stable country until about the last 20 or 30 years, like you're saying. Yeah. And unfortunately, she fled during the beginning of the Civil War and her dad was mistaken for someone in the government and she lost her dad because of the Civil War. Oh, wow. And yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that that in Americans, especially for example here in Dallas, were sort of immune to uh, problems like that that you might see that are right there. Uh, I know Janet has been probably witnessed a lot, you know people unfortunately being killed and and not all the uh, hospital. We don't have hospitals on every corner like we do here in Dallas and over in Liberia. There's people die from blood loss and, and other things that that wouldn't be, uh, you don't think as serious an issue here just because we have hospitals close by and, and you know, 911 brings a, a team, a medical team real quickly. Well, that's not true over there. So, you know. Well, and that's one of the reasons I like to travel so much is you, not only do you get to see another culture, but you see the good and the bad in your yeah. own culture. Okay, yeah. And how lucky you can be and how things maybe should change. I know that you and Chelsea have really enjoyed showing these ladies American culture too. Yeah. And so why don't you tell us some of the places and things you show them and then just what you think they take away from it, you know, what, you know, the joy you get seeing them enjoy stuff, that type of thing. Yeah, I think some of the most fun we've had, so uh, Franzi, we took to the Grand Canyon, we drove there. Um, with your two kids, right? With one of our kids, one, okay. one of our, with our daughter, because our, I don't remember why our son was not able to come with us. But yeah, we, we drove there and had a great time showing her. And then what's kind of funny is uh, our later exchange student found out that Franzi had been there and then wanted to be, <laughs> wanted to be able to go to uh, Grand Canyon also because naturally if we'd taken Franzi we certainly should be able to take Janet and Rania so we ended up doing it we ended up realizing we had uh, frequent flyer miles enough to pay for a, a bunch of our flights to Las Vegas so instead of driving we were able to fly there and we did that over a uh, spring break I think or winter break I don't remember now but anyway had a fun time showing them the Grand Canyon as well as Hoover Dam because we flew into Las Vegas and actually spent a couple days in Las Vegas. So that was a real fun to show show the, the girls, uh, Ronnie and Janet. So 
What did they think of the Grand Canyon? I mean, it's a pretty unique geological site, even around the world, not just for Americans. But what did they yeah. think? Uh, oh, I think they, I think they loved it. I think you know, like any even Americans, we you know you see the Grand Canyon in pictures, and sometimes you may may even fly over it. But to sit there at the rim of it and look down, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And we just sat there for quite a while, just looking at it and observing how huge this canyon is it's just it's pretty you know mind-boggling how huge it is so and i suspect most you won't see anything like it. i mean it's the largest canyon in the world if yeah. i'm not mistaken I, and i would guess so yeah, yeah i would imagine so so where else did you take them what else of americana did you teach them uh good question so our last two exchange students janet and ron you had it at the same time and the reason we did that is so that uh, because both of our kids were out of school and we thought it would be better for two girls to be uh, living in our home uh, and then we could have them do stuff in school together. They, they're very self-sufficient in finding things at school to do also. But back to your question, Shane, then we, let's see, one trip we took them to St. Louis, but by getting there we went through uh, Arkansas and we stopped at the Capitol building in, in Little Rock and had fun uh, going into the Capitol building and seeing where how they used to keep all the money in a vault there, the money in the state of Arkansas mm. in a vault. And we actually took pictures. They have it set up for tourists to come in and hold, oh golly, I don't remember how many thousands of dollars, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in your hands. They put it in your hands uh, in this vault and let you take pictures of yourself though. So that was pretty cool. Actual money? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was, pretty, that was like, whoa. So that's, that's kind of neat. That is kind of cool because yeah. when I sold my house before, right before I bought my boat, the you know money I had from the house that rolled over, and I was thinking the same thing. You know, I'd love to hold the money. And it's amazing how little a stack of 50000 or 100000 is if you're using hundreds. Yeah. Where we use these, you know, in the movies, it's like, yeah. Suitcases and yeah, stuff. Suitcase full of money. Yeah. The bank, you know, they brought it out and showed it to me, but they would not let me hold it. Oh, really? Yeah. They did. Oh, that's So it's kind of cool that you can uh, hold it. And did you try to sneak some into your pocket there? Uh, we thought about it, but we yeah. thought we probably wouldn't make it very far. There's actually a guard there all the time. So, But it's just the fact that they let you do it. It's yeah. pretty neat. And plus, I mean, who wants to go to an Arkansas jail, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. You know, so it's Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Ooh. Oh, well. <laughs> exactly. And then as exchange students, they also had just normal life, normal teenage life here yeah. in America. And we're getting, you know, in Dallas where yeah. they're going to school and they're kind of playing with their, not playing, they're hanging out with their friends and yeah. going to movies and dates and, yeah. you know, whatever. And they're just regular yeah. everyday teenage life too, yeah. right? Yeah. Both, both, uh, Let's see, both of the la latest girls, Rania from Germany and Janet from Liberia, both, both these girls were involved in band as well as color guard activities, which were which is pretty neat. And you get to, there's a real neat thing in, in, in Creekview High School here in, in the Dallas area, um, it, uh, as far as, you know, not just foreign exchange students, but for uh, the, all the kids that are in band, it's it's pretty neat uh, sense of, of teamwork that they work together and these girls were it was neat for them to be a part of that and to be able to and, and they've made lifelong friends 
just the t some of the teenage kids that were there. So, yeah, my hat's off to the any school that lets exchange students in. You know, not all schools have to, and I know this school has a a, a number a limit to how many exchange students because you can't have too many. Uh, I don't know what that limit is, but we didn't exceed it, so it worked out good because we had to get permission from the high school also before we did all this. So, huh. yeah. Well, that kind of leads us into the next topic. What organizations are out there and what resources do you need to have or provide and, you know, that type of thing? How does the whole process work? Oh, uh, good question. Now, I don't remember the name of the other organization that we knew of one time. The, the, these girls all came to us through an organization called YFU Youth for Understanding, which... Okay, and I will put that link for that organization in the resources at the bottom oh, okay. of this podcast for okay. everyone. Cool. Because, I, yeah, I love the group. It's, it's a large part of the group is run by volunteers who just see the need to help out kids, especially Europe and other, or just other countries also, just have a yearning for seeing the United States. And we, I don't think we all have a feel for that until you have an exchange student live with you. How, for example, I think all of our girls always have had a, the dream of being able to live over here in the United States. So, and that's part of what YFU, part of the reason they exist is to help these kids realize this dream and to bring the world closer together. Uh, YFU organization was actually, I believe it was started in the 1950s as sort of a way to, uh, you know, after World War II, bring the cl world closer together and try to heal some of the hurts, some of the, not just hurts, the wounds that, you know, that had been formed because of the World Wars and especially World War II. So, and it was a way to bring kids over here and, and likewise, so it's just pretty neat. So what did you have to do to get into oh. the program and get your house ready for the program? Yeah, good good question. I forgot to answer that question. So, That's okay. So <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> so uh, YFU makes all the adults uh, have a background check, uh, which you have to obviously pass. And the YFU, they're really great to work with. They have local uh, uh, volunteers that will first interview you over the phone and then you fill out forms. Now I think there's a lot of stuff that's online nowadays that didn't used to be. Um, forms you fill out though to get background check going and then you, you basically need to do what is very reasonable is that you have to have a just a bed for each uh, kid and obviously you can't have uh, same sex kids live in, I mean opposite sex kids living in the same bedroom. If You, you have to have a separate bedroom obviously if you have a of a girl and there's already a boy that lives there but they will allow that so and then every but you're allowed to have same sex like two girls can share a room they don't have yeah. to be provided their yeah. own room yeah that's correct they have to have their own bed though okay and that's understandable sure and then they have to have i think there's a window that has to be in there sort of the i think similar rules that any foster care organization would have but for the safety of the kids are very protective of the organization and very protective of the kids and that's something, you know, if you think about it, it's important because, you know, who would, if we were going to send our kids over somewhere, you'd want to have, we would want to have uh, protection. Which I've heard some horror stories about that. But essentially you're saying that they have to be housed in their own bed, in a, be a bedroom instead of a broom closet or right. whatever. Right, right. Or a couch. 
yeah. then of course they can share the bedroom as long as it's the same sex yeah. and have access to the bathroom and the kitchen and, and all that type of stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a really neat way for, uh, some kids to maybe learn to have a, they've always wanted to have a brother or sister to have one. What did you make any rules about the house? You know, kitchen usage, cooking, um, going to church, going to school, anything like that. What kind of rules did you implement yourself? Uh, that's because you're basically their parent for yeah. six months or whatever. Yeah, you're their parent. I think basically you're le their legal guardian for these kids. Any kid you bring in, um, you know, kids to the YFU organization have their just incidentally are good information. They have their own health insurance, which I think include dental insurance. We never had to use much of that. Our kids are healthy. We, you know, I think we went to the doctor a couple times, um, but for minor things. So um, we, we as host parents, we need to provide, you're, you're required to provide meals, three meals a day, place to live, and transportation back and forth to school. Kids are supposed to pay for their own uh, things like going to the movies or if they want to go or if they want to buy things to send home we weren't we Chelsea and I were not real strict about that we treated them more like they were our own kids and our own kids we'd you know we'd pay for movies and stuff like that so we didn't worry about the, that kind of stuff too much but um, and I assume just like your kids they had free access to the kitchen sure. and and that type of thing sure. how, how long did it take before they felt at home you know, because I know when you visit yeah. somewhere, you're like, well, you know, I want a glass of orange juice, but you're not, you know, I don't know if I really want to go get my orange juice, but eventually you feel more at home and you'll go get your own orange juice or whatever. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think all of our exchange students felt home at home pretty quickly, like within a week. And one of the, one of the things that helps that is we have a large dog <laughs> and they all, I think all of the, the girls loved our, our dog, at least uh Rania, Janet and uh Franzi. I think our dog wasn't around with our first girl, um, Carlotta. Um but that you know, just having a common uh that commonality like that. Now I might mention both of our actually all of our all of our girls spoke fairly decent English, enough to communicate quite well. You know, especially, you know, uh, Janet from Liberia, of course, speaks English, so that wasn't an issue, but just more of an issue of just feeling like you're at home. And they uh, they were pitched right in helping doing things, uh, helping in the kitchen and whatever. So it was, yeah, it was fun. It was enjoyable. So did they all just chip in naturally, or did you have to say these are your chores like you would kids? Or We, well, that's... That's a tough subject to talk about. Chelsea and I have never been real strict on our kids or these girls about helping with chores because I think our kids as well as these girls just kind of naturally pitched in. Okay. We did not have designated chores except for cleaning the bathroom like once a week, stuff like that, making sure everything was picked up, which they did. They are able to do. Gotcha. And obviously they the organization's more required about the school and stuff. They're not allowed to skip school and all right, that. Right. But you didn't really have to worry about that because if there was an issue, they'd be sent home as yeah. far as schooling goes and they have yeah. to keep their grades up. Yeah. Um, I know that 
church life is very big for you and Chelsea. Yeah. And how did that relate to the girls? Yeah, both girls, we never pushed that they had to go to church, but they ended up going with us a lot to Valley View. And it was, they, they worked out great. They loved the kids there. Our, the youth group at our church is very receptive and the good kids. Some of the lifelong friends, kids that they've met are actually have been at church who did not happen to go to the high school, Creekview High School, because they're, they're in our, in this area, there's a lot of high schools, uh, about four different high schools that are, for example, our church youth group represents maybe four or five different youth groups, and maybe our, our high schools, one of the high schools you could almost include as being the uh, homeschool kids, because there's a bunch of those kids there also, so... Uh, but all in all, they fit in quite well, and the, and the kids were very receptive. Both girls uh, grew up in Christian homes, so it was pretty natural. Okay. And I know at least one, and I think two, but after that amount of time, these girls have become daughters to you, correct? Oh, yeah. And y'all, you're still in touch with all of them, or just a couple of them? or? Uh, I'd say the latest, the last three we have... Um, Franzi, we can, it's kind of funny, you can, with the uh, technology these days, we actually just called her on the phone uh, a few months ago and just talked to her while she's walking down the street corner. Hmm. She's in college now, and uh, I think in... Uh, and you've got her picture on to, the uh, fridge over there with a boyfriend or something for oh, a yeah. Christmas card. Yeah, so that concerns me because she didn't ask us if she could have a boyfriend, but I guess, <laughs> but I guess that's okay. She's a... She's a uh, golly, I guess she'd be, she might be 21 now. So that's Franzi. But then Ronnie and Janet, we've kept in touch with. Janet, not so much. Now, Janet is, uh, incidentally, she came back. Her parents, she, Janet is from Liberia, who's been through a lot from emotionally and through the issues going on in Liberia. Her father works for a university and has been, let's see, and has connections with, and actually they have, family in Minnesota. So Janet has been able to finish school her senior year. She graduated from high school in Maryland, state of Maryland, and then now lives in uh, Minnesota. And I don't know if that's, I really don't know if that's on a, some kind of visas, how she's staying here or how that works. I don't know. Gotcha. But you said, you told me before when she was in Dallas, how she complained about the cold winters oh. here in Dallas. So. Yeah. Hopefully she's doing okay up in Minnesota. <laughs> and speaking of, we need to send her our, our, some of her winter clothes. We haven't done that yet. So we have a box. I don't know if you've seen it. A box marked Janet winter clothes or whatever. So yeah, we need might. to get that to her this fall. Yeah, she'll need that just here shortly. Yep. So, Phil, what other fun stories do you have about yours and Chelsea's time with the girls? Um I don't know anything, you know, from first time seeing snow. Not that you get snow here in Dallas that much, but oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. It was kind of fun uh, having snow. We don't get much snow here in Dallas, but uh, now in in uh, Germany, our uh, Rania gets snow, of course. But Janet had never seen snow before. Our girl from Liberia, and so in high school when it snowed, they let her. So everybody's watching the snow from the window, but they let Janet go out and actually stand in the snow and what little bit of snow there was, but coming down, because it's quite an experience. Hmm. And she had fun doing that and talking about how they let her go out and do that. Because, you know, it's pretty, and it's pretty neat to be around someone as a 
other student, you know, to see someone have this first experience without much snow, any kind of snow. So that's cool. Or first experience with anything that's just kind of common for you. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, because um, we, we don't think that much of it. But so that's pretty neat. Yeah. So. Any other fun stories? Well, so uh, sure. Yeah, there, I've got a lot of little stories. Um, so Rania, she is very, well, both girls are very ambitious. But Rania especially wanted to be not only to be on the uh, on band, to be playing the band, she plays the flutes, but she also wanted to be on the swim team, which normally most students, there's only a few that are allowed to do that because it, it's almost too much and almost not enough time in a day to be able to do all that. But uh, somehow they she, she talked her band director into letting her do this. So she was on the swim team and it was neat. It was fun to go uh, go to swim meets, something that Chelsea and I had not done a whole lot. However, Franzi, our earlier girl, other exchange student from four years ago before that, three years ago, also was on the swim team. And that was our first experience with the swim team. And I, my hat's off to uh, Bunker, who's the coach of the swim team at Creekview, because they do an awesome job. And then the other coaches too. There's, I think, three coaches. And the camaraderie and the kind of the uh, teamwork that they uh, uh, they go together to be just a great team. It's kind of a swimming and diving uh, team. And we didn't we hadn't known much about that because our kids were not involved in that. But after seeing it, it's it's pretty neat neat experience. <laughs> Speaking of swimming though, so um, so Janet from Liberia, she had never learned to swim. Even though they're fairly close to the ocean, uh, I think due to uh, they're very careful about letting their you know kids out. Kids don't go walking around by themselves over there for, just from the dangers that are out there. And they had never gotten her to swim, so we in our in our backyard pool here. I still remember Rania and I trying to teach Janet to swim. Never quite got the hang of it, but I think she's, she, I know she's better off than she was as far as swimming. We, you know, our goal was to try to teach her how to at least to, just to swim and not be scared of the water. She was actually not scared of the water. She just never had been taught how to swim. And our goal was to uh, try to make sure she could swim out of a bad situation. So, she, you know, for safety and then, or, and, or just tread water. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made progress toward, towards that I still uh, she needs to learn to be, swim better but it was fun being able to help help her learn how to swim so, interesting yeah that was fun fun experience so the final set of questions I have for you is going to be more in the vein of what did you like about having foreign exchange students what didn't you like about it what recommendations would you have for people as far as do's and don'ts and that type of thing Ooh, okay, a lot of, a lot of, let's see. So let's break it down. What did you like yeah. about having foreign exchange students? Okay, it was real neat to invite these people into our home and learn from them and love them like they're, you know, not really like their own kids, but as close as you can to being your own kids. And to, you know, the, so uh, it's just fun to experience that and see the kids laugh and learn better English, the ones that didn't speak English uh, as well so and just to, to help them uh, fulfill this dream of being able to over here 
being able to be over here in the United States. Rania has has loved to be over. She has always dreamed about being over here. She actually memorized all the states, 50 states of the United States, and she probably knows and all the capitals, state capitals, probably better than most Americans know. She knows wow. all that kind of stuff. So it, it's kind of neat. And is there anything you didn't like about having foreign exchange students? Um, probably the toughest part of all is letting them go at the airport. It really is. At the end of the yeah, time, the end of let the them time. go back home. Oh, yeah. that's As you can probably imagine, that's, that's like... That's almost like having your kid being sent off to college. Only it's different because they're not your own kid and you don't know when you're going to be able to see them again. Now, with today and with today's Skype um, and just phones that we have, it's the world is so much smaller, and so it's able to, we're able to communicate with people overseas or no matter what a lot easier than we used to. So. Did you ever have feelings during the time that they're here of, oh my goodness, I just want some peace and quiet, I want my space or anything like that, or was it just a joy having them the whole time? Um, well, there, there were times that you want your own space, like even with your own kids, there's times I think you sure. want to do that, so yeah. Um, so it's basically just like, just, have, just like having your own kids. Yeah sort, of like, yeah, sort of like having your own kids, only you don't have the, you know, you never have the... Uh, bond that you know that your own kids have or they're, they're quite their responsibility that you would have with your own kids you don't sure. feel because you, you know, just from the fact that they're not your own kids right yeah is there any advice you would give to people that might be considering hosting exchange students uh that's a good question would you recommend it first yes oh yeah absolutely absolutely, okay. absolutely. Uh, now yeah. what Ad advice would you give them advice is you got to do it before your kids get out of high school we part of the reason we had our two last exchange students is because we wanted uh didn't want the kids here by themselves now the organization allows that to allows that for just a even single parents to have an exchange student come will we'll live with them i'm sure it'd have to be the same sex uh, I'm guessing, um, but we thought that would be kind of a, it might not be as nice a thing to do for the student to, you know, so uh, as far as it's better to, to have exchange students living in your home when you have a, a either a young kid or a high school age kid living with you, because then the high school age kid will learn from it too, um, but it's not essential. And, and that actually, we'll come back to the recommendations, that actually brings up an interesting question how did your daughter and son interact and how did they enjoy having it was basically frenzy yeah friends frenzy is our, was yeah. the only one that was at that same age right but yeah how did that go with them it went great it's almost like another sister to them so frenzy actually came back for my daughter's wedding and, and and spoke some scripture in the in the wedding i knew that so um we, we had her come back here about a year later when my, our daughter got married. So And when she was here as an exchange student, did uh, Andrea and her hang out a lot or go do stuff a lot? Or? Some. And I think Andrea was already in college at the time. Okay. So they, she was here. Andrea was here some of the time, weekends. So, But still, they were almost like sisters. And to this day, we, we think a lot. So what's kind of neat with uh, I'm not trying to... Uh, have an ad advertisement for Facebook, but I see uh, uh, Franzi uh, comments on Facebook a lot, 
to different people that she's met over here because she met a lot of students and and some of our friends and relatives. We actually she met a lot of our relatives. So well, and, and both the girls did. All of our girls did. All three, four girls did. So. Well, Franzi, I actually met her because I visited one time when she was here. And, oh yeah. And so we actually are friends on Facebook too. Oh okay yeah. So um, yeah, that's interesting. But going back to recommendations for people that want to host. Um, recommendations for getting the house ready, for paperwork, for how to treat the students, anything? Um, well, okay, so the organization we worked with, YFU, or actually the girls came to us, you know, in a roundabout way, the organization of YFU, you can go to their website, and I, I'm pretty sure most of the information about, they want to protect, they're all about protecting the boys and girls who may want to be exchange students. Which protect is a good thing. Your, yeah, protecting yeah, protecting as far as identity and, and too much information. So you, I think you can see uh, how old the kids are and some of their interests, but you never uh, see, and so you need to, I suggest think about it with your own, talk about it with your own family if a boy or girl will work out better for you. And then the, some of their interests are there, like if they're interested in uh, playing in playing band or different sports, and you you kind of talk that through uh, what what kids might work out best for you. Okay. Um, now, if uh, and then and then kind of go from there and talk to uh, you know send an email off to one of the local uh, support people, and they're all across the United States. So, so something that was really neat is when our kids flew, our exchange student flew coming here as well as going back home. Each of them, uh, there are different problems, like, for example, a storm in Chicago once when they were flying back. It's kind of the hub. O'Hara Airport is the hub where they fly to from wherever. And then they, a bunch of exchange students fly during the weeks, the latter weeks of June, I think, okay. fly back to wherever. And kids, a lot of kids from Europe are different. So there was big storms coming through at that time when they flew into Chicago. Well, there was... Ex exchange hosts from YFU that would help there with the kids there and also when they're flying over here if there's ever any problems there's there's volunteers adult volunteers to help them sometimes these are the first time these kids are flying gotcha so you know they, there's a lot of apprehension there to begin with and so it helps a lot to have uh, an adult there to help them especially if there are uh, problems so yeah. they come over here on a Usually, usually come over here on a, I think an H one visa. Okay. I think that's right. They're on a visa, so yeah. Yeah, which they'd have to be. Yeah. Um, but going back, advice for getting the house ready. For getting the house ready, um, oh gosh, that's a good question. Or not really. It's just. Yeah, we didn't do a whole lot. Okay. We just yeah, we just yeah. Advice on the first time you meet them, putting down rules. It's fun that be at the airport with a sign saying welcome to the United States or welcome to if you're in Texas welcome to Texas wherever you're from that's a big welcoming thing to them because as you can imagine if we can think back to when we were teenagers it'd be uh, overwhelming yeah overwhelming to show up at an airport and hope people are going to be there to welcome you so it's you want to make a first a real good first impression and that's always fun to do so that's part of it meeting the meeting the people and and some people show up at the airport with all their kids. I've seen pictures of that, and it's real fun to do because it's kind of like having a long-lost 
cousin come back to live with you for nine months, uh, only this <laughs> would be your first time meeting him, and so and possibly speaking a different language. So cool. Yeah. Was there anything else that you would like to add? Any stories? Any information? Any advice? Anything you would like to close with? Uh, I guess just uh, get, if you have any uh, interest in this, go to the YFU website or Google other websites for different organizations. There are other organizations around in the United States. And I, again, I'm sorry, I don't know the names of them. But we That's had, okay. Yeah. At, at Creekview High School, we had kids there that were actually part of a different organization. And... Uh, and our exchange student got to be good friends with them. I think all exchange students at high schools tend to uh, be friends with each other. It's easy to be because they're both kind of in the similar situation of being stuck in a foreign country. You know, so so they develop friendships that way sometimes too, which is gotcha. pretty neat. So, okay. Yep. Anything else? Uh, I don't. I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you joining us for this podcast with Phil Cook talking about hosting foreign exchange students. He's going to say goodbye. All right. Thank you very much. And feel free to uh, email Shane if you have any questions. And with that, I'm going to sign off myself. This is Captain Shane telling you fair winds and following seas.